Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, Sarah Ashley, Sean Moriarty, and Roxy Noberry. The nudist is it all, you guys, okay? I do love that. I just listened to the Arnold Schwarzenegger interview on the nerdist. Oh my god, it was so great. It was so good. I want to. (laughs) You know, you got to you got to work out, so you know you go outside and then you like you can do your own like leg squats. You don't need to go to the gym. (laughs) You know, when you're flying around on planes, you don't have much time. I'm pretty sure that Chris Hardwick only had like three sentences throughout that entire <laughs> podcast and it was but you just, could just him talking. I, I imagined in my head that he just had his like hands up against his chin looking oh, at him like absolutely. a boy the whole time because you didn't hear him talk at tell all tell me more Arnold <laughs> he's like the guy who beat the predator is telling me about working out this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> I want to cover him in mud I'm right here do it kill me now talk about the chopper (laughs) talk about the chopper get to the chopper no that's the thing that I love that he was so self-aware about that too he was like quite literally saying oh yeah no, I, know, I don't know why all of a sudden Get to the Choppers became a thing, but right. I know it's because of my accent. It oh. just seemed like it was so many years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. he said it was way, it was like our and generation it was, started It was because of Pablo that. Francisco. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Pablo it was Francisco. because of Pablo Francisco's impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get down! Get during down the again! Tor- during the little Tortilla Boy <laughs> yeah. preview. Listen to me. They're trying to kill my, to- they're trying to take my tortillas. They're trying to take my tortillas. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> And then Jackie Chan. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> one no travel. And then also, no travel. I think he also put Chris Tucker in one version of it too. Yeah. Hey, He's- Matt. I'm Chris Tucker, Matt. And then he also did Dennis Hopper. Coleman Dallas. <laughs> you are accompanying me to Flaston Paradise. Come on, come on. I ain't gonna fly, man. I ain't gonna fly. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. I have to fire. I have to fire. I have to fire. He was so worth it. I just quit movie. smoking, man. If I know it, I would have brought fire. <laughs> Everybody else found a way to make their thing, you know? Yeah. And he's the one guy who he's worthless that whole movie. <laughs> best oh, man. He's the best. Oh, best show I ever did. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but he, he, he does look relief. great in velvet. Oh, Skin yeah. Type velvet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm going to make does. myself look like a rose. That's what I want. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> I want to look like I'm coming out of a blossom. Oh, God. Those collars. And on that note, everybody, welcome to Nerds on Film. <laughs> that I really may or may not be Sean Moriarty. <laughs> I may or may not be his brother, Brian Moriarty. I'm definitely Sarah Ashley. No question. I am unfortunately Roxy Noberry. <laughs> I'm unequivocally Richard New. Hey. Richard New, which we have to give a little bit of a golf clap. Golf clap. Oh, my God. That is that is the most obscure movie reference we've made on Nerds on Film, I think, to Men at Work. The Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez vehicle of the late Nicely 80s. done, yeah. Brian. Um, Richard, of course, is the winner of the Nerdonomy Oscar Challenge. Yay! Congratulations. Winner, winner. He was worried. Big dick dinner. He, yeah. has, he had uh, originally emailed me after he said, oh, wait, I don't have the steps to my first few movies. But thankfully... Because of AMC's stubs program, you actually showed us all the ticket stubs. You sent an email with all the screenshots. Wow. Oh, really? So you, he legitimately so saw I, all the... I missed both. some of them on there? No, no, you didn't. You didn't. Okay. No, but you originally said that you didn't keep the stubs. Right. Uh-huh. But the screenshot from the uh, stubs website was all the proof we needed. Right. Uh, plus the ones you, you did have, so... <clears throat> um, I like how you just, like, confirmed, like, you didn't remember, like, I did that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I remember sending uh, the screenshots and circling the ones that I thought were appropriate. Ah. Yeah. And I thought there were some that weren't all, were on the list that I'd seen, but I didn't get on the screenshot. No, you got I counted them okay. all. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. What do we want to do the test of honor because that was the, that was the default. <laughs> I would oh. be happy to do that too because I, I did see <laughs> What's all. the test of honor? Test of Brian honor. Brian was going to come we up were... with a bunch of questions about yeah. all the movies to ask and I was like, dude, if someone does want to do that, how the hell are you going to have time to come up with questions about all those fucking movies? Well, it was going to be like the ones that they um, weren't able to prove. So hopefully yeah. it would have only had to have been like two or three. Uh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It would be like the movie Her involves A, an iPod that someone has a relationship with, B, a giant I'm going to stop you right there. It's A. It's a. <laughs> Fuck you. It's A. <laughs> and of course, the prize for those who won was an interview on Nerds on Film. Wow. So yeah, and normally we were going to, we would have done it over Skype, but you're local. So yeah. it was easy for us to coordinate and, um, so you know. is this, is he interviewing oh. us or are we interviewing him? We're interviewing, we're interviewing him. Is this, okay. Awesome. Is Tell me your deepest, interview? darkest <laughs> secret immediately. 
Oh my goodness, is this the interview then? This is it. I'm yep. so sorry. I, I wasn't prepared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's on film, bitch. This, you know what? Being unprepared makes for the best interviews. Look at Claire Underwood on. There you go. Oh my god. <laughs> House of Cards. Oh, oh Tell me about your abortion slash rape slash uh, abortion slash abortion. Oh. First of all, of spoilers for those who haven't seen season two. You know yet. what? Sorry. Fuck all of you because Brian told me that he became vice president when we were doing the Oscar podcast and I'd only seen like six episodes of season oh, one. Okay. It's wow. my turn to ruin shit for people. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to show I was really upset about that because when it happened Kate, my girlfriend Katie's like that oh my god and I was like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> so Richard um, I guess I'll start off the series of questions by asking you the big one what was your pick for best picture uh, I probably would have gone for gravity myself mm. I think coming out of that movie I had the most emotional response to it sure um, I, I, I like 12 years a slave I that was yeah, uh, a huge one for me and my wife to go see together. So, right on. in fact, the strange thing about the challenge was my wife went with me. I think to every single one of them. So she <gasps> also completed the challenge. You should have brought your wife to see you. Oh, we would have loved to have your wife on the show. Congratulations! I know. I you wife. know what? I think if you made Sandra Bullock black, it probably would have won. Oh, well, so I'm saying Ellen made a really funny joke during the show that, you know, by not voting for 12 Years a Slave, you're all inherently racist. Like, <laughs> come on now, obviously. I like the uh, Golden uh. Globes joke better by Amy Poehler, where she said, um, uh, it totally changed my mind about racism or, or slavery. And then Tina Fey turns to her and goes, what did you think before? <laughs> I like the joke about how gravity, the premise for it is George Clooney can't stand another second with the woman in space, so he he, his like, own age. Yeah, he can't He'd rather drift off into space. Yeah, <laughs> so he just floats away. <laughs> Good. All right. Cool. Um, what about best director? Best director. I I think I agree with that one mm -hmm. because of all the things that I've seen about Gravity, uh, Alfonso Cuarón spent years trying to make this thing happen exactly the way he saw it happening and that's what a director does and that's it, it seems like just a, a huge visionary process for him and I love Steve McQueen's work on his movie as well I I, I think they're the big two on those on that one mm -hmm. um, he took someone else's vision sort of and put it on screen and made it his own right. I, I really like I tend to like the original stuff better yeah okay. I, I see what you're saying yeah I mean Quaron is a fantastically visual director. And whoever he has, I can't say that I know his cinematographer from memory, but whoever he collaborates with, they have obviously a very tight and excellent relationship because the biggest thing about it is like, it doesn't seem like it stops moving. Even when you see cuts, you don't remember that the movie, the camera cut, and it just feels like this one fluid motion for 90 minutes. It's it just, looks it's so like intense. Quaron's collaborator is Emmanuel Lubieski, so he's done a lot of work with him too, it sounds like. Cool. Well, about the <laughs> actor categories. Uh, actor categories, I 100% agree with all the women. Great. Uh, I think that... Um, Wasn't th Lupita's win the best moment? It really was. I thought she, I, I walked out of that movie yeah. thinking she better get nominated and win Best Supporting Actress. Totally. The other person that I thought as I walked out of the movie thinking that was June Squibb from Nebraska. Oh, yeah. I thought she was amazing. I also walked out of that going, oh, I hope she was nominated. Yeah. And then I looked it up and go, oh, good, she was, because that yeah. was after the nominations that occurred. That scene in the graveyard that just oh, got everyone really was. so... Oh, well, everyone can imagine their parents, grandmother, whatever, yeah. uh, and she looks just like my grandmother, yeah. which really? sort of attached it to me a little bit more. Aww. And so I'm watching her uh, be that way, and you just think, you know, my parents went through stuff too. My parents did some stuff before as well. I wonder what stories they would have that they're never going to tell me, and these right. boys got to see what their mother... For me, that performance, like it was one note until the scene in the hospital where she very tenderly shows her love for yes. her husband by kissing him on the forehead because the entire movie she's just complaining. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it was because of that moment that's what really made it a fully three-dimensional performance and I think that's what earned the, no the nomination for her as well. Totally. Um, <clears throat> best actress, I thought Kate Blanchett was the perfect pick. Oh my god. my god, she's um, so flipping good in that movie. <laughs> I can't even handle it. You know, yeah. she's so good yeah. in movies that when I saw her in The Aviator, now I hear her in my head when I think of Catherine Hepburn and not her. Oh, nice. Not Catherine Hepburn. Nice. I don't see Catherine Hepburn anymore. I see her version. <laughs> you know, we all, I think, agreed on Kate Blanchett, but 
Part of me would have liked it if Amy Adams had won. I agree. I do I think, think that she, she deserves second. more. This is I probably... think she was fucking straight up twat swatted yeah. when she wasn't nominated for Best Actress for Enchanted. Oh. Yeah. Anybody else? No, I completely agree with you. Say what you will about the movie, but her performance in that, she was literally a live action Disney princess. Who will, who will say what they will? That was a great movie. Enchanted was a cute, cute damn very... movie. But uh... I watched it last night on Blu-ray. <laughs> really? American under. Hustle, though, is to date, besides The Master, her strongest performance on film. I really feel that. I feel like she made such a fully rounded character come to life. Every decision, every choice she made, I yeah. mean, every look she had, like her costume design, that just added to her performance. You know, it didn't make her performance. She made that performance. I would agree, but also, I also feel like I've never seen Amy Adams ever give a bad performance. I think we're all in an agreement about the actors and actresses. Yes, Richard? All right, uh, cool. The actors, no. Oh, oh, okay. I please. thought the actors and best actor, best supporting actor, both went to the wrong person. Oh, really? Please say Leo DiCaprio. Bring the pain. <laughs> no, actually, that was my favorite Leo DiCaprio performance. Really? In fact, I would say the first one of his that I've actually liked. Nice. Really? Even compared to Django? Uh, no. I mean, he was okay in that. This was something where he he actually chose some interesting things to do. Every other movie that I've seen him in, it almost feels like he says, I'm going to pick one emotion, and that's my emotion for this movie. Okay. Especially um, in Gatsby. Yeah. Well, uh, look at Inception. He's just, like, yeah. constantly confused and angry, like, the entire whoa, movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. I have a strong <laughs> love for Inception. I do, Let's too. tread lightly here. I do, too. I, but I do <laughs> not like... I was like, this interview is over. Yeah. <laughs> this interview is over. It's just over. knocking it over. Yeah. He's got to go Christian Bale. I'm not getting back on Skype if he's still in the room. Oh, <laughs> oh good for you. <laughs> good for you. You thought his performance was terrible. <laughs> oh, man. la di da Of the yeah. actors, then. Best actors. You don't Shoot think... Tall. You, so yes, yes. okay, great. Yes, I'm, I'm giving to him uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, best supporting, uh, I think I'm going to go with Jonah Hill. You would have yep. picked Jonah Hill. I would have. I thought he was amazing in that movie. What? I Thank thought you. he I, Leo in that movie. What? I I would have totally picked him too, but uh, sadly the data I had, I had to pick who won. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Uh huh. You did all the money from that bet, douchebags. Yeah. By the way. Hey, Sean, <laughs> I told you that I will give you that money when you get into town. Shh. Exactly. That's not good radio. That's not good radio. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> See, I voted the same way I would in a national election, who I want to win, not uh-huh. who I think should, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. just vote for the winner. That's the righteous thing to do. Yeah. I don't blame you. But I mean, Jonah That Hill. being said, Jonah Hill did an awesome job in that movie. Yeah. And the ad-libbing, or at least what felt like ad-libbing between him and Leonardo DiCaprio was fantastic in those movies. Yeah. That being said, though, McConaughey for me is just totally... Brian! <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It's just in the last two podcasts that you've said that being said like 25 times. I counted them. Oh. <laughs> well. Aww. That being said, fuck you, Sean. This is only Brian, like, only like that the... being said, Moriarty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hey, it's better to be saying uh, that being said as opposed to correct me if I'm wrong. Do you guys no, think... shut up. Do you guys <laughs> think the Christian Bale nomination was a throwaway? Yeah. Do you think it was just riding on the thing from last year? I, I have a theory. Successes of last year? I have a theory. If you're the same academy who nominated somebody and they won in the past, yeah. you generally will... I, I don't want to say that there's, there's a political courtesy you give a former winner, right. but there tends to be a higher gravitation toward nominating them again just because they've already gone through that process. I'll that tell mean, you, with Meryl Streep yeah. this year, I thought for the first half of that movie, I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't understand <laughs> what everybody... It's so overblown. It is so almost chewing the scenery. You're talking August, Osage yes, County. Yes, Um and then all of a sudden, they get to the second half of the movie, and Julia Roberts' character starts taking over. Oh, yeah. And then she just starts pulling from the background. Yeah. And then peppering in. Like, I know that's part of the writing, but it's just like, I realize afterwards, it was such an interesting choice of hers to, I don't know if this is how the play is supposed to go, but you just go overboard in the first half so that when you pull back, it's just so much more pronounced that you yeah. have I this think, sort of secret conniving yeah. you know, stabbing. I think that was the point because of the fact that it was a stage play. This It played out like a stage play. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it did. Um, yeah. I felt more like <clears throat> a line in winter. That was um, my read off of it. Yeah. Is, that, is that what it felt like? Yeah, and also the ending for that movie is totally different too. Apparently, I haven't read the stage play, but according to those who I know who have read the stage play and seen the movie and or even seen the play 
Tracy Letts changed things slightly for the movie because I think he wanted to adapt it to fit that medium a bit more. Okay. Apparently, the the stage play has a stronger sense of resolution for all the characters in it. So I don't know if that pertains to their performances and to whether they're chewing scenery or whichever. But it feels like the mom is still a very over the top character in the play as well. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, you have to have more resolution in a play because the audience is there and there's way more of them than the actors, and they'll just kill all the actors. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. If they don't like what happened, we're going back to Rome when it comes to theater. (laughs) Speaking about writing, um, let's talk about the best writing original screenplay and adapted screenplay categories. Uh, The original screenplay, I completely agree with her. Very original story. I mean, is I mean, not the super most original story as far as like someone falls in love with someone else. It's a beautifully written script, um, though. But it is it is. Super interesting for the times that we're in, and it it takes the subject very seriously. And when it could have just been a little more hammy, and it mm-hmm. it, it did a very good job. So well deserved yeah. win for Spike Jones. I agree sure. on that one. Uh, that in that case, I I wanted to vote for it, but I didn't, <laughs> and I hated for? myself afterwards. Yeah, because you lost. I voted point. for American Hustle just because, like, I was like, that's cool. what I voted for too. I figured that was the only one it was gonna get. Yeah, I think for me, I think I voted that one as Nebraska just because I thought, well, they're gonna have to give it something. Uh huh. So, and I think I picked her for something else, but I really loved, 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 loved that movie and that Mm -hmm. script, and the script really did it. I mean, the performances were fantastic, but the script sold the hell out of that movie. Definitely. It was beautiful dialogue. what about adapted screenplay? Adapted, I got to disagree on this one. I like 12 Years a Slave, of course. I've said that before, but uh, I think Philomena would have been my pick on that one. Oh, Mm. yeah. Because... That was the one where it was based on an article, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Yes, and it was written. They found a message in there. To, it's almost like like a documentary. It's like you found you, they find within the footage something to say and some way to put it together. In which at the end you have a comment to make. Mm-hmm. And Twelve Years a Slave obviously was a book. You it's it's someone's uh, journal. They wrote it down, and so you can take yes. that. And oh, you can by the way, that. that's free on iBooks. If anybody wants to read it, I'm reading it right now. Oh, cool. You should. Yeah. Right on. Uh, Philomena felt like it was, it it added more powerful writing to it because they brought something to the story as opposed to just sort of like, I don't want to say just repeated what someone else had done. They added an extra element. Yeah. Yeah. And I really felt like the the religious faith-based, you know, part of that movie, the, the commentary that they had to say about that really struck through. I think that was, you know, from interviews I've seen with Steve Coogan, it just mm-hmm. feels like him sort of putting some of himself in there. Sure. I read an interesting article about that, um, about Philomena as well, where they talked about how the writers took a lot of creative liberties in creating a lot of the um, the characters that were adversaries to the main, especially mm-hmm. the nun, especially right. the, the, the old nun, right? Right. Apparently, she had passed away already. She wasn't still alive. And uh, there's a you know a huge plot line throughout the film Philomena. People definitely should go check it out, where they changed that. And people who lived through it, a lot of the nuns uh, made a lot of complaints about that. And they said that, you know, this film adaptation of our beloved story is not truthful. And right. we take offense to that. So... I think when you're when you're trying to reconstruct a story like this, when it is based off of real life, you can take certain liberties, but you have to stay true to the heart of the story. And, and I think I they think did they that did. successfully. Mm, yeah. Brian and I would have to respectfully disagree because we went to Catholic school and we do not trust none. <laughs> um, first off, okay. speak for yourself. Most Second of them of- know karate and or jujitsu <laughs> and or ninjitsu. Yeah, but how many times I'm just saying you had your knuckles wrapped by a ruler. I'm just saying, dude, my dad went to Catholic school. There was a nun who knew how to throw erasers yeah but without looking like oh she, could, she could sometimes it was so fast all you would see was the <laughs> she was like dare chop. <laughs> maybe she was just pulling that trick from uh from proof or not proof um from doubt doubt the, yeah looking at yeah, the, looking the at picture the of, the, of the pope in the right, right, right um i don't know but either way that still looking at a distorted picture with that at level of accuracy god damn um well it's jesus carrying the eraser. And I'm just, <laughs> quickly, and I'm just saying, Jesus let this eraser hit his most face. people yeah. don't know that rosaries. I'm just saying, most re- people don't know those rosaries can be lethal. Oh right. Uh, until they've yeah, been of course, school. Brian, because you could choke the fuck out of somebody with them. But you can Not also that I've done that. You can also use it as a yep. as a whip sword. <laughs> you can totally use it as a whip. Um, you can totally use it as like a lasso dagger. I'm just saying. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Let me ask you something. For animated feature, do you think anything? <laughs> 
could have a fighting Excellent chance. Excellent segue, Rex. Rex is like moving the fuck right along. You guys all suck. I'm trying to Speaking conduct business. Speaking of rosaries, for animated. <laughs> I, I do applaud Roxy for being professional and taking Frozen, the interview. Could Frozen have not won? No. I mean, honest no, to God. It, it had no. to win. I mean, yeah. it just had the, the engine going for it and all the exactly. love going for it. And it was the best animated movie that year. I, I yeah. agree with that pick. The Wind Rises, however, being Miyazaki's like last film apparently and his big hurrah apparently it's like being totally celebrated in japan and everywhere else uh, people were saying the wind rises could have been a contender i could have been a contender <laughs> like the wind rises was becoming good competition there but no frozen frozen had a fighting chance so what was your pick for a best foreign language film uh those i didn't see oh I yeah pick one i'm sorry I, okay. even there's only so many a uh, part of the uh challenge was to see the short films oh yeah so i i did see the animated and the live action short films Great. sweet animated i agreed with their pick uh i went french both ways cool. so mr hublot i think Ooh, hublot, that sounds whatever. dirty yeah. um yeah uh, <laughs> I like that one the best. I I seriously thought about that one, which one I liked, but that one was turned out to be my favorite. Great. Short films. Uh, I liked um, it, the titles are uh, mixed up here. I'm not entirely sure which one's which, but I, it was the French one just before losing everything. I think correct. was the correct one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on the edge of my seat the entire oh, time on right? that one. Right. There was just a level of tension Insane. in that. That held you in suspense. Totally. To the mm-hmm. last second. Totally. And I loved the emotional ride that that took you on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which one was it? Do I have to think of, do I have to take care of everything? Was that the one that won? Do or, I have to take care of everything was, was the comedy of the group. And right, it the, was, I believe it was Norwegian. Right. It was literally the funniest show oh, I've ever seen. Yeah. And was that the one that won? Or no, was, no, the one that won was Helium. Oh, that Helium. Helium was, was my the pick. Worst. You, you didn't, didn't like, like it? Helium? Oh, I, my wife and I saw that one together. Aww. And after we. Like we looked at each other afterwards, like like was that the best they could come up with? Like that was just it felt like the story came out of nowhere. Wow. It just the guy was just crying because he couldn't make up bedtime stories for a kid. I don't know. It was just no okay. Too... I don't. I didn't. I didn't buy into you, that. You, one. you, didn't, you, didn't, you buy didn't buy into the relationship between mm-hmm. him and the yeah. kid. No, I didn't. Okay. If there was something, did more... somebody read you stories as a child or no? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that up for you. Yes, but like out of books that were like proven and good stories. The and dream not... sequences. <laughs> Your That's true. My dad. My dad used to read me um, Heart of Darkness when we were going to sleep. Oh wow! <laughs> it really um, affected. As us. told by the Berenstein Bears. The Berenstein Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Goofs. Um. I thought Helium was well done in the ability that they had to integrate so many visually stunning effects in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. There was dream sequences that are featured throughout that I thought were really beautifully well done. They just, yeah. you just got a good sense of good filmmaking. But yeah, story best... structure, sure, weak. Production design was always awesome for that. I film. would give it best short cinematography. Great. How's that? We'll be mutually well agreed done. on that. Sure. Okay. Why isn't that an award? Uh, best original Fuck score you, Academy. and original song. Um, Music. The, I, I agree with both of those. I agree with uh, Gravity. Uh, I just remember the, how I felt with that music. The music that was playing when uh, at the very end of the movie when... Mm-hmm. I don't want to say what happens because if people haven't seen it, I still but, haven't seen it. Oh, so okay. don't ruin it! Epic ending. <laughs> epic ending. Yeah, it, so it's, good. There's this score that's going on, and I months afterwards, when I'm still thinking about which movies I would pick for some of these things, that movie's score pops into my head. Like I could think about what it felt like, what it was like. Nice. A lot of the other ones, not so much. Um, so I, I just felt gravity just. It had that memory factor too. I loved Sadie Mr. Banks because Thomas Newman is my favorite composer. Yeah. So I kind of went automatically with that. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you about gravity having such a strong effect on people as far as especially that ending goes. It just leaves a lasting effect on you emotionally. Best original song, we all know. I mean, we know. We know. <laughs> Let's uh, just let it go. Shall time we? to let go. Adele let it go. Did a great job. Adele Dazim. Um, That's yeah. never I thought old. he said Seam Salabim And I was like what <laughs> Did he just try to open the curtains or close them My favorite tweet of the night Came from that Like right after he said that I did a search for Adele Dazim And there was a Twitter handle Someone had grabbed it yeah. super quick <laughs> And started posting about how uh, how great John Travolta was or at, at announcing her or whatever. <laughs> and then one of the next tweets after that was um, 
Adina Menzel tweeted to Adele Dazeem, don't you ever step on my, <laughs> on my performance again. Nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. I think oh Adina Menzel handled this whole thing beautifully. Yeah, she, really, she did. Even better, the show she was on on Broadway, they did a fake... Uh, bio where they they put in Adele Dazeem from one of those programs. (laughs) And they like, they like, effed up with all of her like all the titles from all the shows that <laughs> she's been the in they like altered all of them to be more and there was a facebook yeah. thing too where you could put you could i uh, yeah could no, John no travolta your name exactly yeah. that was so damn funny <laughs> yeah it's like, like an auto generator it's on my fa- i did it too like it's like yeah. on my profile somewhere okay there's one thing i want to ask you guys as a collective audience um the whole issue with best film editing being an indicator of the best picture winner i've heard in the past that the film that wins best editing i believe wins best picture usually either. wins best this picture. Was not that, that's true. honestly sensationalism if you look for a pattern and you're thinking about the pattern you will only see the pattern okay okay well you, i remember we were talking about it though during the show that you guys were like oh yeah best film editing it's gonna win best picture it's gonna win best picture and then when gravity won for film editing but 12 years a slave won for best picture we were all like whoa i remember us feeling collectively it was only a small trend it only happened like the last 12 years that that was that common trend so it wasn't like it's never happened before no (laughs) no it is fair to say though that film editing can make or break a movie sure so So it would stand to reason that if you were the best editor you probably had a large contributing factor that would lead to it being best picture Mm -hmm. yeah i see that argument but i think 12 years a slave was gonna win i mean it was gonna win just because the the story was so important um, because of what it picks, I think the subject matter really carried in that one. I think Gravity True. was was a tremendously creative movie, and that one is the one that I wanted to win secretly. That one and her, but I thought like as far as the terms of the social commentary and the the importance of it, it was going to be either between Dallas Buyers Club or Twelve Years a Slave, and it turns out it was Twelve Years a Slave. What do you think, it. Richard? Well, okay, I'm wondering about some of the how they how do the people vote on some of these things? For instance. As I understand it, they only get a vote in their own categories. So for, for the, the nominations, yes, right. Oh, for the nominations, yeah, because the final tally is the entire academy. Oh, okay. Who votes? Um, how do you know it was the best edited? How do you know that they chose the best takes and the best way to put that together? Do you get to see all of the unused footage? Do you get to, you know, like? It's a good question. I, it's yeah, actually, based on all the unused footage that I've seen, Anchorman 2 should have won Best <laughs> Because there's like 17 hours of extra shit, and I'm like, wow, that editor had a lot of different lines to like choose from. <laughs> it's like sound mixing and sound editing. Like, do most people know what the difference between the two are? I know, right? I think and there are some principles that you generally follow and that you can tell good editing just by looking at it at the final cut of it. And you can also tell bad editing by looking in the movie as well, you know? Thank um, you, Brian. I assume that's a compliment directed towards me. Aww. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I get your point, though. Like, how do you know? The answer is because editors are the ones who nominate the film. Yeah. Right. Everyone in that editing division does that, at least. They but, know their shit. But otherwise, Fair it enough. just comes down to them watching the nominees. It sort of does. And it, it makes you wonder if most of the Academy voting on the, the, the winners are just saying, well, I like that movie better, so it must have been better edited. Yeah. Mu- you know, unless you're sitting there uh, actually practicing that art, and it is definitely an art, you do a slightly different cut, and all of a sudden you have a huge di- emotional, different emotional impact on the viewer. You can change the entire story exactly. by switching the order. Um, yeah. Great example of that was I was listening to a podcast with an interview with Ryan Johnson, and he talked about um, Looper, and how originally it was chronolo- it was basically in order it was you saw and i'm ho- i'm not going i don't care about spoiling this one cuz it's been out long enough it's been out from um, almost a year over a year at this point <laughs> it was sick. uh you got to see the bruce willis timeline and then you got to see him time travel back and now you're seeing him interact with him his younger self for the rest of the movie and they screened it for people and people didn't like it and the reason was because you are essentially establishing Bruce Willis as the main character mm. when he's not. And so yeah. what you do is you show the alternate timeline first and then jump back to, well, what originally happened and then how did he get back here? And then you've established him as the antagonist of, of the piece. And it's just the, the ordering of the pieces makes that movie just a completely different story. And all the same pieces. Well, That's and you, and you got to figure these with these nominations for um, film editing, sound mixing, etc., these are also not the big ones that general audiences really care about anyway. The ones that people are 
actively latching on to are the acting uh, acting nominees and the best pictures best animated sure. and the music because those ones are a lot more tangible for general population so yeah it is a little bit harder for you know others to be like oh yeah this really did deserve the best sound mixing mm-hmm. i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah, exactly. i wonder how many academy members just can are, are they allowed to not vote for certain things you know, um, abstain from, I don't know enough about sound. I'm going to leave those votes off. I mean, there's enough people in the Academy to vote on it. It's not like a category is right. not going right. to get any you votes. You just leave it up to, well, you know, I could go with what my buddy tells me is the best, you know, at yeah. movie. Or I could leave it up to everybody else because I honestly have no clue. <laughs> or it could be like, hey, my friend worked on this film, so I'm going to nominate or I'm going to vote for it. Sure. I mean, there's yeah. definitely that, too. I mean, it's a lot of movies to see. You know, even if they give you the screeners and you go to the festivals that they have, the screenings they have at the Academy offices in Beverly Hills, it's it's a, still a lot of work to see to make an informed opinion. So it might be that they have to abstain at some point, and I'm just for, out of cur- courtesy. Uh, speaking of which, I actually have one question. Do you feel like the challenge gave you a more well-rounded preparation for watching the Academy Awards? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? Uh, there were... I don't think I would have found my way to, to making sure I saw Blue Jasmine or August Osage County if there wasn't the third level of the challenge. I for sure. think it's hilarious that like Brian's like, yes, tell me more about how you love my challenge. <laughs> no, I was just curious because that was the intention Did of it. Did it so. down hard enough for you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, you like, like it? it? you like that? <laughs> Jeez, you make me sound like I'm being totally egocentric here. I wasn't, that wasn't what I was trying to do. I know, we're we're just teasing you. It'd be better if you weren't rubbing your nipples while asking me the question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brian. (laughs) No worries. We're glad that you enjoyed the challenge and that you committed so full-heartedly because this was a good season for movies, man. Yeah, it was. And one final question. What are you looking forward to the most this summer? Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a nerd nerd like you guys. Uh, I think that is the Marvel movie that I've looked forward to the most since... The Avengers. Cool. I just every I I've never read a single one of the comics. I don't know much about the story, but it's just for some reason that one is capturing my imagination. The previews look amazing. Yeah. I mean, plus I mean Chris Pratt's a superhero. That- How cool is that? <laughs> I cannot cannot wait. Okay, so I I love Marvel lore. Yeah, like so hard. In fact, when I saw Captain America two, <laughs> I kept leaning over to my boyfriend, being like. So, okay, so that's going to be the Falcon. And then all of a sudden it's like the Falcon. I'm like, told you. And then like, (laughs) and I was like, oh yeah. And then this thing. And it was like way in the beginning of the movie. And then he was like, great for just ruining the entire thing. And I'm like, oh "Oh, wait, oh my bad, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, but it was such. that didn't ruin anything for me though. (laughs) Right, right. But then I swear to God, when I saw the, when I saw the preview for Guardians of the Galaxy, and this is like maybe the 10th time I've watched this preview, right? I'm just like bouncing up and down in my seat going, oh my God, I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) I I do say, I don't know anything about the characters before seeing the movie, but I just did love the whole when he's in front of the machine, in front of x-rays and like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know how this machine works. Like like flipping it off. (laughs) If you notice off to the side, there is uh, a reference to one count of sex crime and his rap sheet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I want to know what that is. That's awesome. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the one I'm probably looking forward to the most. All right, can I go back to the Oscars for a second? Okay. Sure. All right. Here is, there's there's one more category that I want to talk about and then we're done. But um, <laughs> I promise. Best hair and makeup. Like, okay. And such a weird one for me to be obsessed about. Well, first of I'm, all, first year they've ever done it and by calling it both best hair or hairstyling or makeup. It's either always been best makeup before that. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, because like we talked about before in The Fifth Element, Chris Tucker, makeup, eh, that hair, was some, amazing. That you was some all biz together. right there. <laughs> Hell yeah. He had hair that would make Bruno Mars jealous. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, okay. <laughs> what, is that weird? So is this like Bruno <laughs> like, Mars? Oh, that is such a <laughs> random <laughs> reference for no, Brian. Really, no, no, that was a great reference. I'm just like. It's, it's really, it's really <laughs> not that random of a reference. If you look at one of the pictures of Chris Tucker in that movie and the picture of Bruno Mars when he was just getting started, oh, their no. hair is almost identical. No, I know. I, I think it's just weird. I, I can surprise you guys when I know a little something about something you don't expect. You're done good, Brian. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, we, we digress. <laughs> yeah. You're clearly in, you're your... clearly enraged. So <laughs> yeah, what were you so angry about? The problem I have. Okay. The problem I have with this one is that this award and costume design every year go to some of the most uncreative movies ever. 
Like, they do an amazing job at making period accurate costumes and hair and makeup and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, but you're leaving out, like, all the people that are doing an awesome creative job. So I hate most of the nominees every year for these categories. So this is not one that I'm, you know, normally looking forward to. But this year, they had a great nominee for hair and makeup that I thought was, should have won easily, hands down, which was Jackass Bad Grandpa. Uh, that was gonna win too. Does not work unless the makeup and hair is one hundred percent believable, not just for they the really camera. They really made that little person look like a human child. <laughs> <laughs> but the um the one thing that really surprised me was um yeah I mean supposedly that people on the street like up close could not tell that it was somebody exactly it was Johnny Knoxville right in makeup yeah yeah and what did they do for Dallas Buyers Club which won so I think Dallas Buyers Club okay Matthew McConaughey lost all that weight. <laughs> On his own accord. Right. Okay. So they didn't make he him was look responsible for his own makeup, makeup and hairstyling because he lost that weight on his damn own. Like, yeah. He should, I mean, he already won his Oscar, so they're kind of reiterating the fact that he, like, looked the part. They but darkened his eyes. I say Jared Leto. Jared Leto, I mean. Jared Leto, sure. Was but he already won his Oscar, right. too. Like, this, yeah. this award specifically, I think, was just. Kicking a dead horse. <laughs> the thing is, but is, I saw that movie. He did that makeup himself. Wow. I saw it. He okay. put it on himself. There's no way in hell. <laughs> no designer did that. They're not going to give an Academy Award to anybody associated with Jackass. It's Aww. just not going to happen. The fact that it was nominated is a goddamn miracle. It, so, yeah, it's very You know true. what, though? Three like Six Mafia Park. won an Oscar once. So, anyway. Well, and so did Eminem. <clears throat> like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's like the South Park guys being nominated for best and song. To be fair, yeah. And to be fair, 20 years prior to this, Mrs. Doubtfire won. And that was the same level of makeup where they said yeah. that, that when Robin Williams was in the makeup, uh, they couldn't tell it was him, including people who were on the crew. Like, he would walk wow. up to the crew in, in character and they didn't know it was Robin Williams. Wow. wow. That's pretty impressive. That so, I mean, stuff. if it was a huge, I think, move forward in, in makeup technology... Awesome, sure. but because it had been done twenty years twenty years beforehand, I can see the other argument. But I yeah. do agree that that movie would have not worked without the makeup being totally. ineffective. So you know what, this category was weak effective. this year. It's too bad. It was really weak. Lone Ranger is the third nominee. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, well, I just saw that movie for the first time the other day, and <laughs> I was watching the beginning, and I was like, "Why?" I was like, "If their makeup in the very beginning with Johnny Depp as like the guy who's in the museum exhibit." Is supposed to make him look like an asshole. They did very well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What about visual effects? Um, I'm glad Star Trek Into Darkness did not win. Oh. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. Yeah. And that movie was trash. You didn't like it. Oh. Oh. So bad. Are you kidding me? I enjoyed it, but I'm not a huge Star Trek fan. I just enjoyed it. I like a lot of Star Trek movies, and I like the original series, and I like a lot of Next Generation, but. I didn't feel like it was terrible. Mm. It, it, we talked. I was on the. I, I, you guys recorded me for the. That's the, true. The you happened to be yeah. on our Nerds in the Street for um, nice. for Star Trek Into Darkness. That's that is very true. That's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. The more I think about that movie, the more it's just it, it's the only Star Trek movie that I do not own, and it. Well, eventually, but it's... But you own Generations? That movie is no, a Generations is great. No, <laughs> Generations is great. Yeah, you, it's not but, okay, as Okay, so as you own Insurrection, and uh, what was the terrible one after that? Mm. I will ta- I will give you Insurrection Nemesis? and Genesis, Nemesis. Yeah. Genesis. No, Nemesis. Nemesis. Oh, sorry, Nemesis. I'm sorry. What was it? Nemesis. That being said, I think we can all agree first contact was awesome. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You'd have to be, you know, not human to not like that movie. But we're not <laughs> if there's aliens listening, we're sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the Star Trek Logic bitch. I'm Sean Moriarty and I, I want to I apologize to the alien one. population. The the new the first JJ Abrams movie, but Are you Star excited for JJ uh, Abrams' Star Wars? I'll give it a shot. I mean I, I have no problem with that. As I understand it, he's much more of a Star Wars fan than he is a Star Trek fan right. to begin with. Great. So um maybe he'll treat that one with Maybe he understands that one because it just seems like he didn't understand what Star Trek is. Mm. Shall be interesting. So for sure. I think everybody who's a Star Wars fan is just approaching this one with just 
We're, we're tentatively we're puckered like, assholes. Right? <laughs> right? Tight assholes. Tight. We're just, we're like walking up to it slowly yeah. to like examine, like, again. Because we were also approaching it like a hot Mormon girl. I mean, let's, let's, let's <laughs> that's what we're fair. saying. You have to be very cautious. <laughs> I mean, we, you have we to are, make sure you don't say or do the wrong thing. We don't want 2001 to happen again. We are, we no. are, we are thrice bitten and four times shy when yeah. it comes to the new yeah. Star Wars movies. Yeah. So. Go watch The People vs. George Lucas to get exactly the depth of misery that fans it's, went through. Yeah. Well, that being said, I did enjoy Revenge of the Sith. It wasn't terrible. Sure, uh, I you think, would. I think that one helped make it easier but it was not it still wasn't great and so yeah, i just i just want to like go up to star wars and be like look <laughs> i've been hurt before yeah and you're like you know what let's just take it slow we'll see how it goes after the first movie we don't want to put any labels on anything <laughs> <laughs> pretty much let's just be i want to be fuck buddies with the new J.J. Abrams Star Wars. <laughs> and then Harmless. we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, I mean... No emotional commitment. No emotional commitment right up front. You just got to test the waters and see how it goes. You got to put a toe in. I mean, not an actual toe. I think we That's should all be really drunk at a bar and watch this yeah. movie in a dimly lit room and the... <laughs> And then if if we really like it, we'll see what it looks like in daylight. No kissing, no mouth to mouth. Purely <laughs> nibbling and fooling Whoa, around. Whoa, Roxy's obviously each other's dirty male parts. hookers. <laughs> Sean, need I no remind kissing. you? No kissing. <laughs> Sean, need I remind you? You will be back in California by the time Star Wars Episode Seven gets released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So word on that. Mm-hmm. That is going to be interesting. It's going to be fantastic. We should oh, rent yeah, out because if it's theater. terrible, I'm going to crawl up and I'm just going to start cutting the screen Watch. with a knife. And Eric is going to be the one jackass still dressed up as Commander Riker oh. <laughs> in the, in the entire line of Star Wars fans. So Are you going to set it on fire like the chick did in Glorious Bastards? Or he'll be Doctor Who. Probably just as Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the movie's terrible, I'll, halfway through the movie, I'll run up and cut myself into one of the reels <laughs> laughing in a close-up. <laughs> this is the face of the Star Wars fan who's doing it to you! <laughs> <laughs> and then burn the whole place down, and then George Lucas's face will be obliterated with a machine gun. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. It was all in that was all in Glorious Bastards reference. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. We're we're following you. <laughs> Wait, Richard, you're you're you were a history teacher. That that's accurate, right? That all happened. I just love Richard's reaction. How the hell do I answer this? Yeah, right. Question? Think about that. Well, for I, a I thought about beginning with I was a science and math teacher. Oh, I thought you were. Oh. Oh. I thought you were a history teacher. Uh, no, you got a degree in history, wasn't it? No, I, no. I talked about doing a, uh, a history of math podcast with you. Ah, Aww. that's what it is. Okay. Oh, well, I feel like d- a dumbass then. No, no, that's okay. He gone done fucked up. It's all right. We're not. <sighs> just asked me a question about you know. How did I think about, you know, Star Wars because of the science in it? And, oh, yeah. yeah, go with that. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> science of Star Wars. Explosions Star happen Wars in space, through right? Yes, and go. sounds travel. That's Absolutely. the most important part. Like, you hear lasers flying by. Yes. Lasers emitting sound, yes. and you hear them passing. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I think it makes total and sense. And cloud <laughs> cities are a lot like Washington, D.C., where they have cape-wearing black dudes that are the mayor. Yeah. I think, wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I, I think, think I put, need to go to D.C. <laughs> <laughs> I think they Road put trip. the speaker in the blaster just for dramatic effect. Ah. They put they put they play the sound like just, a Mattel toy. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise, if it's just a if it's just the sound of light or, or the lack of sound from light just being burst out of a gun, everyone's gonna be like, okay, it looks cool, but it's not intimidating enough. <laughs> right. It needs a sound. The, the, the lightsabers have a hum mechanism as well. Mm-hmm. While yeah. you have them on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, the because, it's because they're vibrating. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. Otherwise, they just look like flashlights. Let's just... I smell your <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah, those things are, wow. uh, you know, double duty. Okay, <laughs> the weird part I find about the Star Wars universe duty. is that no matter how high you go up in a building, there is balconies out into the open air, and you never have loss of air pressure. No matter how high <laughs> in the atmosphere you get... The tallest buildings, I mean, do you understand when you get on the roof of a, okay. of a skyscraper, it's, you know, there's different air pressure up there than there is on the Your ground. Ears are Let's popping admit, beyond belief. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. It is a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, so, how do we know what their atmosphere is like? Physics may be different. Yeah. <laughs> and physics it was a long, local. long time ago, so maybe. This is before the Big Bang or yeah, and, and it changed physics. Exactly. And, and that galaxy exactly. has plenty of oxygen and open space. That explains yes. why there's magic. Yes. 
happen. And like yeah. you can get to from one planet to another like super fast. <laughs> yes, and in that galaxy, people with the last name Christensen cannot act. <laughs> I, I think that's true of this galaxy too. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I don't know. Raise your hand if you saw Jumper. Attention, audience. Nobody's hands are raised. (laughs) Uh, That's a bold-faced lie. All of our hands are raised. I I think I saw parts of it. I still hold the fact that Life as a House was his best film. He was very good in that. I was going to say for Jumper, I don't think even Sam Jackson was good in that movie. His portrayal of a house was just outstanding. Shut Shut up, Sean. (laughs) The drapes were perfect. It's like it's like <laughs> I just got this image of like it's like the sequel to Monster House that DreamWorks does yeah. just instead of like I'm not even seeing that I'm seeing like, except the house is super emo. No, I'm seeing him just. I'm going to be there. the biggest house ever. I'm going to be the greatest house ever. You'll see. I just see him actually standing there, just going. I'm a house. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a man. Now I'm, now, a now I'm a house. Do you know what happened in this house? My mother was raped and murdered by Tuscan Raiders in this house. And I'm crying about it. So I killed children. I'm a house. <laughs> uh, Pixar feature that'll be. That's ironic That's because the I tagline think- on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually really funny because I think I think he said in an interview like nine years ago that he was getting ready to quit acting so he can go and be an architect so how ironic he builds his house he becomes the house (laughs) just in the attic with a microphone going i'm the house hey everybody you're inside my house house. And you yell up in the basement. I don't believe you. I like Not this believable. house. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Hayden Christensen is the house. <laughs> I feel like that's like. That, I think it's the episode title. It's okay. like this bad like. At the very end, the house is like, I'm sorry, but the codes aren't up to date. We have to tear the house down. Uh, okay, no. I'm. S- <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to improv this like as a movie trailer like right now. Yeah! <laughs> in, in a world. <laughs> in a world where human beings are houses. And houses are also houses. <laughs> Hayden Christensen is trying to make his way. I'm going to be the best house ever! <laughs> some of Pixar's cars out front they're like this is stupid <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll buy a talking car but this is just freaking stupid <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Sean, I died oh freeze God. or is he just holding that Shawnee oh my gosh Sean, <laughs> like, holding no, that Sean, Sean's video is still oh Sean <laughs> god damn it Sean's... that was so funny <laughs> that was so good hey Sean you there Yes, I'm here. Okay, okay. cool. That was we so were funny. scared because your vi- your picture froze for a moment, and then your audio went out for a moment. Oh, we were just laughing really hard. I promise. Yeah. Your fine. your face that it froze on was so funny, <laughs> and I was like, like, "Is Sean just holding that face?" <laughs> so so happy right now. It was like you and like half a smile, and you're just like <laughs> you look kind of constipated though. <laughs> I am. It's not. That's true. Oh, drink some coffee. Guys. A lot of it. And then well, go. That's running. what happens when you take a lot of Vicodin and you don't drink much water. Mm. <laughs> I'm oh just saying, goodness. Sean, espresso is nature's liquid plumber. I'm aware. That's why oh, I don't drink it. Dude, I soak tampons in it and shove them in my ass. <laughs> no, you can actually do hey, that. That'll absorb faster. There's there's coffee enemas. People That's do an enema, that. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's enemas <laughs> scare me, man. I'm not about that. Like, there's the news story of teenagers cleansing. soaking uh, vodka. Like, t- yeah, tampons with vodka yep, and shove sh- them up their ass. And Roxy, what one person's fear is another person's idea. weekend. It so get some drunk. <laughs> well then, that explains why I'm so fat because I always have caramel, extra caramel frappuccinos shot up my ass, and not actual coffee. Oh my wow. god! Really, caramel? Oh, no, man. yeah, I know caramel. Well, he it likes to mix better. it up a little bit. Why little would bit you get anything flavored? <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not like you can taste it. I can you feel it in, it in my your butt? <laughs> well, that way, when I put my ankles behind my ears and I lick it clean, it's not as unpleasant. <laughs> Imagining you as a cat. That, or you could be farting roses. I, literally I'm not farting joking. roses. Yeah. I, I literally had to muster all my willpower to stop from vomiting. <laughs> <laughs>
that is the oh. grossest thing <laughs> you have said on this podcast. It makes and for such wonderful dingleberries is all I'm saying. This is not going to make the episode. Please, Yes, God. it is. No. I lick my own dingleberries. No, like we're not that. doing a I'll tangent about coffee enemas on the episode. That, yeah, why not? <laughs> coffee enemas and nerds on film are almost synonymous with each other. It's like <laughs> the nerds on film where Sean gets really, really dirty and then we kind of talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly, that's an honest description of every single episode. That should be the new iTunes synopsis. Yeah. We say dirty things Uh and talk about movies, but mostly dirty things. Do we have any feedback this week? Listener feedback. Yeah. All right, I've got some feedback. Um, You guys were great last week. I'm sorry I wasn't here and I missed that episode. But um, I, uh, the funny thing is, is, because I was listening to it about, you know, the Winchester Domes. And I've been to them, obviously. I live here, too. Um, but I have, I've only seen a couple of movies there. Like, I saw 300 there when it first came out. And I saw, more recently, I saw a rescreening of Moulin Rouge. as done oh, as, like, a sing-along. Oh, so cool. It was so much fun to see wow. it that big and to, you know, have the group and everybody was singing along with it. It was really, really fun. Um, I was really hoping, and you know, maybe there's still a chance, but I was really hoping that the Retro Dome group would be able to help save the domes and uh, and do more of their really cool stuff there. But you know, it, it'll be sad to see them go. But at the same time, I know I definitely don't have the same personal attachment that you guys do, but I do understand also the the idea of the architecture and keeping it. So it is really sad. I signed the petition months ago. Oh, good. And now and have been and yeah, been keeping an eye on it. So right on. it's crazy. I showed a picture of the inside that I used as one of the images to put on the um, website. I showed it to my girlfriend and I was like, look at the size of this theater. And I showed it to her, and she goes, that's what they're fucking tearing down? Yeah. I was like, yeah. No, and it, it shouldn't go away, although I will say it did. It did, It does need some love. Yeah. Those buildings needed some love. The it screens, needs a lot of love. The screens weren't great. Mm-hmm. The seats were terribly uncomfortable. Um, to watch a whole movie there meant like you were getting a spring shoved up your butt the entire time. <laughs> um, it was but, the nostalgia effect, No, though. absolutely, but that's not to say that you can't still save those buildings and yeah. use them for something really cool and something for the arts. So, totally. I don't know. That was kind of my, my two cents on it. And also um, the listener feedback about the um, arseholes thing. Like, <laughs> when I read that, I was dying of laughter. And I was like, I can totally hear that. I'm so glad I said it that way so I could give the entire UK a chuckle. <laughs> Bear arseholes. Bear now, arseholes. Sarah, after listening to the episode, yeah. how do you feel about the title? How do you feel about that? Uh, how do I feel about that? I feel like... And because I'm somebody who always tries to act in the interest, if I'm going to be, if I'm talking about a something that deals with local politics or even grand politics, I do try to be a little bit more PC than that. But I understand mm. that it came from anger. So, and I and I completely understand that anger and that frustration. Whereas I would not have titled it that, and I wouldn't have publicized it out. I probably would have acted more on the sense of, can we come to some sort of agreement as opposed to i'm gonna be just really fucking angry but it might nerd rage yeah Yeah. it might be too little too late so it doesn't matter (laughs) no it does matter because we should address it like that was a title after a whole episode and a whole day afterwards of thinking about it that was a title that came out of anger yeah and it's also really funny though (laughs) it was funny i mean from from the humor standpoint i totally get it but that that goes to show how passionate you are about the subject and how how much we feel about those theaters and and the fact that it's it's not just sad it's not mourning but it's it's actual anger Mm -hmm. um as part of those stages of grief so absolutely everyone's dealing with this in Mm -hmm. their own way and a lot of a lot of the reaction is anger yeah yeah. So it's kind of the general consensus there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, we do have a piece, a piece of feedback from the Facebook page mm-hmm. um, from Hillary. Uh, Dave posted on Friday the first, our first Ask Us Anything. And Hillary replied uh, with a whole slew of questions. A litany of questions, She's if you wonderful. will. Um, <clears throat> the first of which is probably the most pointed, so we'll, we'll ask right away. This is directed to all the nerds. 
Um, whatever happened to Kevin S? What happened to Kevin Sutorius? Hmm, I okay. killed him. <laughs> Roxy killed him. Why there can be here? only one. And yeah. then consumed him to take his power. I right. inhaled him like a Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I absorbed his power. <laughs> 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 I walked into the cave one day and said, fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> And it happened like that. So. No, no. I so. always thought Kirby should have pooped out something <laughs> smaller resembling the person, too. Right. But he never did. Never yeah. did. Kirby ate a lot of people and never took a shit. Suspect? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. So, oh. I guess the, the real answer for what happened to Kevin was, um, I mean, he's still around, but he's uh, he's working on his own projects other things that he wanted to accomplish and uh, he just didn't quite see the the podcast fitting into his normal weekly routine so yeah that was definitely his choice and you know he we moved were, on like he a, moved on and that was like totally a samurai okay. going mm-hmm. off into the sunset yes. going on to different adventures <laughs> that's <laughs> I, just the most glorious yeah glorification let's that go I can with think samurai of. for kevin <laughs> let's go with a samurai sword yeah. um yeah and i mean I, and we we liked having him on when when he was there we had a lot of great moments together mm-hmm. and yeah yeah eric and eric still talks to him yeah. fairly regularly right and, on. yeah so so i yeah. want to see captain america too with him oh there you go nice Fair enough. Okay, what about the other questions? And will you ever set up a P.O. box for fan gifts and cookies? Eventually, we, I hope Eventually, so. we can afford to pay the monthly fee for one. Oh, yes. God. If there's yes, and also, involved. as soon as we can hire somebody to check for white powdery substances <laughs> yeah. before they get to us, some sort of lackey whose life doesn't matter. I mean, hey, I love cookies. Hey, I Richard, do you want to taste a bunch of cookies for us? Yeah. <laughs> Would I? Would <laughs> 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 like, It tastes like burnt almonds, then have more. <laughs> oh, I'm like, let's see here we've got a fan nice. sitting right here who's obviously up for a challenge <laughs> he's dedicated to the craft i got a uh, plate full of muffins that were from a guy named uh, chode reed and then when <laughs> i took them out of the box they burned through the table oh <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, she did. But it didn't burn through the box. <laughs> so no, we... <laughs> the box was made of some space age material gotcha <laughs> easy answer uh, hillary continues with how is the video content coming along Mm-hmm. Um, we're still planning. It, it is. We did make a promise to be done by the end of 2014. Sure. So There's we, still time left. Yeah, we I got, have created tons of video content from multiple camera angles, including full penetration. But oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's surprising uh, no. to see how much goes into doing just what would seem like a simple video. And yeah. and the problem the problem really does boil down to the fact that a lot of us also have jobs day jobs and, yeah. and, and school and things. and things that we're doing but you know yeah. we've been in production lately um with an idea so yeah. there's yeah. something in the works right now actually agreed and the big thing is we want it when it does come out to be awesome yeah so we don't want to cut you guys short or cheapen the experience for anyone exactly so that's why it's taking long so good things come to those who wait exactly so start waiting <laughs> wait harder also, good people <laughs> wait for those who come Oh it's also a, an added which is funny because I was immediately thinking good things comes to those who wait and I was immediately thinking about sex so that's perfect yes actually caught on good there you go <laughs> I no always just live my connection. life by good things come <laughs> <laughs> well um, what about the question of when you guys started this what expectations did you have oh that is a good question that is a very good question well I, I know that when I went to Eric and Dave about doing Nerds on History and Nerds on Film it was a fun project that we wanted to see where it would take us because we saw that podcasting was starting to take off again. Cool. And and we just wanted to see what happened. And now it's grown into a, a, it's like, like, like a little child is what Aww. it's become at this point. Um, that we are all the parents of, which yeah. is, That's cute. I feel terrible for the child at that point <laughs> <laughs> because we are all very fucked up people. Exactly. But thankfully, we're all good business partners. Yeah. So there's there we that. Go. So. I, think... I have six daddies and two mommies. <laughs> <laughs> I consider myself the weird aunt. Like the, the awkward <laughs> yeah. aunt who comes in, you know, every once in a while. There we go. <laughs> um, I think when uh, when Brian first mentioned to me, like, oh, hey, six let's do this podcast thing, like, I'm going to do a podcast called Nerds on Film. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be on it. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you can guest it. And I'm like, yeah, guest. <laughs> Brian, I'm going to be on that. So that was my expectation. Like, this was just going to be a fun project that I was definitely going yeah. to be a co-host of, whether awesome. Brian liked it or not. <laughs> and so 
But you did no, earn no, your no. keep, obviously. No, I know. So. Yeah, no. So I'm... along that line, then, the secondary question to that is, did you expect to have responses of listeners telling you that all of you feel like friends? Um, A little bit, because I think we wanted to make our relationships, we didn't want to hide that at all. Yeah. So I think the fact that we're comfortable with mm-hmm. each other on yeah, the mic. Yeah, we off each other so well. Yeah, exactly. Really well, I times. think it really comes from the fact that we've all known each other for so long, too. Mm-hmm. Except for me. <laughs> yeah, but Sean, you I just, just met you guys like two years ago. Sean, you get along with everybody. Man. Shut the hell yeah. up. To be totally transparent here, no one has ever been invited on this show or become a guest host or co-host on the show who doesn't talk fantastically. I mean, they, they don't have good conversation. And I think that is the test of metal before being That's on a podcast. That's very true. That's very mm. true, Brian. Um, can I quickly ask of you guys, just off the top of your head, this is another Hillary question, what's your favorite book? <gasps> The Bible, because it is the it is the only nonfiction book I have in my the Communist Manifesto. (laughs) Okay, I'm just gonna start listing books that I absolutely love because I'm probably got five. Um, I do love Catcher in the Rye. That one stuck with me. Um, I do love A Wrinkle in Time. That is my favorite book from my childhood, and I have read it several, several times. And also, A Captain's Deathbed and Other Essays by Virginia Woolf. Cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Virginia Woolf's fiction work. Mrs. Dalloway was boring. But I love her nonfiction work and her essays and, like, A Room of One's Own and that sort of stuff. But Captain's Deathbed, I think, is probably one that hit the most home, and it's... um, autobiographical nice so. my favorite book would definitely be a, a Persian autobiography by this author named Firuze Dumas and it's called Funny and Farsi and it's about her story of um, growing up in America as an Iranian immigrant um, in the 1970s and it's, it has a lot of parallels to a lot of what a modern Iranian Americans went through when the Iranian revolution happened um, and it's brilliantly written hilarious I love her writing style my mom got her to sign my book and she was like I hope you get to write a story oh, about your own awesome. mom I was like oh my god yeah. so it's definitely my favorite book Oh, also, uh, Good Omens. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) What about you, Brian? Uh, That's a hard question for me to answer. I think I can go with story more because they've been adapted into different mediums as well as books. Um, Probably Peter Pan. Cool. Uh, That or The Princess Bride. (laughs) Again, those who listen to our podcast, that is no shock. What about you, Sean? Okay, I said the Bible earlier. That was (laughs) You liar. (laughs) I'm going to say it's a two-way tie between The Secret and the first Twilight book. Shut up, Sean. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are both abominations. (laughs) What about you, Richard? So, honestly, favorite book, uh, Catcher in the Rye really stuck with me like it did with Sarah when I read it when I was an angry, you know, adolescent. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But uh, I'm a really big fan of Hell's Angels by Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, I heard that one's so good. I want to read it. I'm a really big fan of that book. Uh, I also really enjoyed um, Lunar Park. It was Brett Easton Ellis writing a book that was in the first person. It was kind of a fantasy about him being haunted by the characters from his own books and also like his own fame overcoming him and him trying to reconnect with his son and his wife who he was estranged from and just moved back in with. And it was a it was a really amazing book. Lunar Park I was sucked in. It's a long book, but I read it in three days. Nice. I read uh, A Million Little Pieces in Three Days. That one by a... Uh... Nice. That one author who got in trouble with Oprah. Yeah, because he fucking lied. Yeah. It was a good book, though. Yeah. Anyway, what about you, Richard? Uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency by Douglas Adams. That's nice. nice. Okay. My wife and I actually just listened to a new book called uh, The Martian by Andy Weir. It's um, it's really good. It's like Apollo 13 on Mars. Oh. It's like everything goes wrong and how do they deal with it. Nice. It's Very cool. an exceptional read from the beginning to end. Right on. Right. Okay, and Hillary just has to add one more thing. And have you have you ever heard or have you ever heard of or ever had Apple Crisp? And this is only she asks it because of a recent event in her life. Oh, Hillary. Yes, I have. And <laughs> Honey. If we're talking about the dessert, yes. Apple if we're Crisp talking about awesome. the sex move, done it. No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Called? What part I... of it is the crisp? <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> The, the the tanning bed. Nerds on sex. <laughs> <laughs> the tanning bed. You use apple pie filling as lube in the fucking tanning bed. Ew. That's... If we're talking about the dance move, the cinnamon flavor lingers. It's great for further cunnilingus adventures. <laughs> Did you say cunnilingus? Cunnilingus. I, 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 I said I was trying to say cunnilingus, and in my head I was thinking cunnilingus, and then I said it a mishmash. I'm just thinking of a bunch of women who can talk through the vagina now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the vagina monologue. Too big or not today? Didn't we have a word for that? Some. Uh, 
ventriloquism or something? Oh, is uh, God. Oh yeah, there's Ven- 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 rectal ventriloquism. Yeah, rectal ventriloquism. <laughs> That's right. So vaginal oh, ventriloquism there Great. you go <laughs> there you go anything right. else guys no i think that's it no i think we've ruined it at this point so. well, all right well we should definitely thank richard for joining us thank Absolutely. you richard thank Happy you beer. so much for taking on the challenge for hanging out with us and dealing with our crazy yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Fun every week yes you. thank you thank you sir i and just i just wanted to say i have never enjoyed so much dick in my ears as i have since you've been here <laughs> there you go that's saying something. Um, not to say that i haven't had plenty of dick in my ears well then. who hasn't mm-hmm. and so um, life well lived as always you can continue our conversation with us through our social media at both facebook and twitter at nerdonomy and of course you can follow us on our personal twitter accounts i am at brian moriarty i'm at sarah ash 16 i'm at roxy noberry i am at big sean mo and richard uh, i'm at uh, dicky 1701 yeah you Sweet. are nice. with d-i-c-k-i-e cool yes all right and uh give us money <laughs> Please. and no fucking cops <laughs> um you know of course we are we do have our ads and our affiliates but we do still take donations from our listeners we do get supported from bolts so if you do have it in your heart and your wallet nerdonomy.com the donate link at the very top or you can buy a t-shirt or you can buy a t-shirt as well or ten thousand t-shirts mm, that would be, nice. be amazing 10, yeah. yeah just hand out our t-shirts at your next family reunion <laughs> if you're in charge of t-shirts for your family reunion just say, oh, it must have been a shipping error, and just buy 10,000 of our t-shirts. There you go. <laughs> if you have 10,000 family members, we're sorry. If, if you have a boss who wants to like go to some major annual company meeting and wants to really jazz it up with t-shirts, instead of using his design, spend all of the company budget on our t-shirts guaranteed career stability yep. wow <laughs> yep wow brian said it so <laughs> it must be litigation true. can be forwarded to the office of brian moriarty <laughs> at the nerd cave your honor brian moriarty clearly stated that this, i shouldn't be fired for this no nope, not at all <laughs> not at all all right oh, i uh, just because we all had a shirt with a gorilla that was wearing glasses doesn't mean we had any less fun on the team building retreat very true and of course until next time stay nerdy and tune into us next week same nerd time same nerd channel nerdonomy.com bye see ya peace (laughs) and roll credits And now, famous movie quotes you should not say during sex. Hail Hydra!